press the button. And away we go. Ahoy! more of the mutagen in, I may be able to ensure the lying chromosomes No, wait, the Pancera Leo has... Ah, if I incorporate more of the Aquila, I think the eagle will be better pronounced, as the lion is only 63% by volume after all. Hey, doctor. The new kid's here. You should tell her that joke you know. Might warm her up to you a little bit better, and please... Don't screw up like you did the last one. Sounds very exciting. Hey, Dr. Elias, I've always been such a fan of your work. I've been paying attention to your work since I was 12. Your thesis in genetic engineering was a work of genius. Literal genius. I don't remember asking for an assistant, Harrison. She was requisitioned. You need her, you're overflowing with knowledge, but you're also overexerted. Teach her a couple of things. You don't like her in two weeks? We can file for a replacement. I'm sorry, I thought I already had the gig. Listen, kid, he's pretty wound up. Let him get used to you, make yourself useful, and learn a thing or two. If I'm not sticking around, my college needs to know I'm being graded for my internship. Have fun. That's far from reassuring. Okay, so as if I chromosome, feel sure I'm keeping them both the same sex. Dr. Elias, what are you working on? On the board there? <sighs> Look, kid, I'm really not in the mood to train yet another kid who thinks I'm a genius. I'm tired of the echo chamber that has become of my life. I need someone who will help me grow. You're not the one. I stopped trying to teach scientists years ago. If I knew what it was that you were working on, I may be able to help. You know? <laughs> That's cute. I just started this equation, and the fact that you don't know what I have written- If the variable x is for the genes, then this would make sense. But I think you're mistaking genes and chromosomes. No, I, c I can't see. Huh. Well, I'll be a two-headed donkey. <laughs> Come with me, kid. Let me get off this letter first. And there we go. Follow me. How familiar are you with uh, mythology? Uh, what's your name again? Taylor. Ah. How familiar are you with uh, mythology, Taylor? What kind of mythology are we talking about? All mythology. Uh, I'm specifically speaking about creatures, though. Uh, can we agree that uh, before we go in there that you won't scream? I don't scream. Good. Here's a vomit bucket. Can't have you contaminating the land. <laughs> What's the bucket? Oh my god! No screaming, huh? Points to the new kid. <laughs> You're looking at past experiments I got to learn from. In an attempt to create a minotaur, I wound up with the legs of a human and the torso and head of a bullfrog. In that red, there was the attempt at a mermaid. Needless to say, it didn't go great. It's uh, more man than maid, not my greatest achievement, and it spiraled me into a long depression resulted in the miniature man the scorpion tail and head. Both has wrong ends. <laughs> Embarrassing to be sure. 
Thanks for getting it into the market, kid. I think we're going to get along fine. I... I'd like to go now. But I haven't even shown you the back You know what? It has been a long day for you. We should go back to the mathematics. Uh, theory is much more satisfying anyway. Here, drink this. It'll help with uh, the nausea. Maybe I came on a little strong at first. I've had a slew of terrible assistants. They've only done what I've told them, but they never tried to help me advance. I think you could be a great... Hey! Hey! As I'm sure you've realized, you are listening to Mercury Theater Podcast. Thank you for listening, by the way. If you like what you're about to hear, stay tuned to the end to find out how you can support us. And there's also the winner of the Mercury Theater Podcast drawing being announced. Stay tuned to hear about that. Today, we're following the intern Taylor as she helps Dr. Elias as he learns how to create the mythical creature, Phoenix. In the meantime, don't turn that dial. I get it, Taylor. It's a horrendous image. But you know where else has horrendous images? Hospitals. Hospitals help people. People are made well again from what otherwise would have killed them 200 years ago with only a simple shot. All because scientists dug bodies out of graves, cut them apart, and learned from them. I saw half-human, half-animals in there. There's no way to justify that. Have you ever wanted to be someone else? Have superpowers? Yeah, but this is horrific. Science is messy. Science makes mistakes. Science helps us move forward. Okay, have you ever wanted to fly? All the time. Bad traffic, and all you need to do is jump out of the car, flap your wings, and you're on your way. No more being late to work. I didn't see any winged men in there. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. Not exactly yet. Did Dr. Elias show you the back room? No, I ran as soon as I saw a small whale with horse legs. Yeah, the unicorn. It was a half narwhal, half horse. I told him he should have used the genes of a goat, splicing it. Never mind. Listen, he's in there concocting the future. 20 years from now, you'll see fairies taking your order at the local spaghetti saloon. He's not far off, but this is when science is the messiest. I I can't do this. I understand. Please, don't forget the non-disclosure agreement you signed when you checked in. That's still in effect. You really ought to learn when it's too soon to show the new kids your failures. I was about to show her into the next lab. It's already too late by then. Next one who comes in, you can't show them that lab for a week. Deal? If they can't stomach the labs, then why are they even in science? Let's not pretend that your experimentation is bordering the lines of normal. You're freaking the kids out. Maybe that's the problem. We're not getting experience in here. We're throwing kids into the lab, hoping they won't yell at the ants every time they step foot in here. Yell at the ants? Uh, Vomit? Yelling at the ants? Oh, clever. I need to get back to my work. Experience costs money. You haven't gotten any grant money to pay for experience. You've shown the board nothing to justify any more funding. And... If you show them this, you'll have another thing coming. It's kids in college or nothing. And you can't pretend to be able to do it all yourself. Can you leave me alone now? I think I'm right about to figure this one out. 
Uh, the hormones could be extracted from the mineral, so it doesn't really develop. I wasn't expecting we'd see you around anytime soon. I wasn't planning on ever coming back. I was thinking about what you said. Science is messy. You also said there would be fairies in our everyday life. Let me ask you a couple of questions. If I leave, can you promise not to tell Dr. Elias that I was here? Of course. What's on your mind? There are humans involved in his experiments. Where are they coming from? Test tubes. They're not humans like you and me. They're zygotes that are incorporated into other creatures. Where are the zygotes being harvested? The answer is somewhat convoluted, but long story short, we have an egg bank that we take the unviable eggs, and he makes them viable. Essentially reviving lost potential humans. In a matter of speaking, yes. Nobody comes into existence without fertilization. Where is that coming from? Depending on the form Dr. Elias is trying to create, it may be from a horse freezer or from the aquarium. We've even collected from a public swim. No, no thank you. Uh, I'll let you keep that one to yourself. So grave robbing was illegal when scientists started taking bodies, which has led to scientific research leading to the saving of countless lives. Is there anything illegal that I would be required to do if I work under Dr. Elias? We have yet to step into the realm of the illegal. Maybe extra legal, but not illegal per se. I just don't want a criminal history just because I wanted an A for my internship. I can guarantee that you'll get no A for your internship. What? Why not? Dr. Elias is of the opinion that to get an A means there's no possible improvement. If he graded himself at his prime, he would still give himself a B. Not a B plus, if there ever was such a thing. He holds himself up to an impossible standard and he expects the same from those under his tutelage. This is impossible. Impossible, yes, but not impractical. He's on the verge of changing the world. There will be tons of legal battles even once he has succeeded on a scientific level. It will be an uphill battle and he knows it. Ethics will be brought into question and rightfully so. But ultimately, Dr. Elias is making a difference, even though nobody outside these walls knows what's going on in that laboratory. With a very small number of students who couldn't hold their lunch down. Speaking of, if you come back to work with Dr. Elias, my wife sends me enough food for the entire staff every day for lunch. Today, it's a whole rotisserie chicken with potatoes and a salad. The break room smells exquisite. I can't imagine I'd ever be hungry here. You get used to it. The first month I would have been in agreement with you, but you become somewhat numbed by the grotesqueness of it all. What do you say, Taylor? You want to work with Dr. Elias? You'll learn a ton, but you'd help ground him when he thinks too highly of his work. Yes, he told me about the chromosome versus gene suggestion. Sure enough, it rectified some of the kinks in his arithmetic. Can I get familiar Go with... Go ask the doctor. He'll be the one to decide if you can even come back to the lab. Come in, come in. Oh, it's you. How's it going, kid? Let's get one thing straight. My name is Taylor. I'm not a kid. A kid wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between chromosomes and their genetic makeup in a mathematical equation. So, what's the status on your... Phoenix? 
Well done, well done. You don't think the slow clap is too tropey? Heck, calling out the tropiness of the slow clap has, in and of itself, become too tropey. How did you figure out that it's a phoenix? I can't see any way on the equation that gives it away. I can see that by the way you added the problem on the left side that... (laughs) Now, you have a book on this desk with your scribbling all over it? Oh, I thought I put that away. What brings you back here? I'll work with you, but a few things you have to agree to. (laughs) I don't do demands, kid. It's Taylor. If you want my help, you need to do demands, old man. It's Taylor. Also, I won't go into that frozen lab for at least a week. I want to eat a bit longer. That's where all the hands-on happens. I'll do it after a week. In the meantime, I can help you mix genes, predict mutations, write out the equations from that ladder of yours. And I can make us coffee. I make a great cup of instant java. Uh, we don't do coffee here. Uh, just tea. There was one experiment that went haywire when the coffee was introduced into the vial. The acid wasn't a good addition. The result was a face that was all puckered. You're so smart, but you're so stupid. Taylor! You're new around here, and I understand that you don't know the rules in my lab, but nobody makes demands of me, and nobody tells me I'm stupid. Just yesterday, you told me I was your idol. I said you were a genius. Not my idol. You need someone who'll give it back to you just as much as she'll take it. I'll help keep things organized so you can focus on doing the experiments right instead of the haphazard methods you've clearly been using. Half the stuff should be under dry ice, and you just have them set up like a mad scientist's laboratory. Have you forgot basic aseptic protocol? Let's clean this place up. It'll probably be close to a week of cleaning up anyway, and after my semester with you, if we have a success, I get an A. (laughs) You don't get participation trophies just for being around. You give me an A upon a scientific victory within the next semester, or I walk today. Science isn't that quick. Then you have nothing to worry about. Agreed? (sighs) Agreed. There. Isn't that better? Moving to Blast Freezer was a stroke of genius. Yep. This way, as soon as you're done with the spinner... Centrifuge. Yeah, that's what I said. As soon as something's done in the centrifuge, you extract the unwanted plasma and put it straight in the blast. But I'd say the bigger accomplishment is having cleared off all these counters. I do say, I have taken a look at your board... And I think you could pull off the phoenix. Obviously, you need a bird. But a bird that can respawn. In Alaska, there's a wood frog that freezes in the winter. And then in the spring, it just hops away. Two things. One, ice and fire are diametrically opposed. And two, the wood frog never dies in the process. It does. The body freezes, the heart even stops beating. You could just pick the frog up, throw it against the wall, and it would shatter into hundreds of pieces. It is a dead frog for all intents and purposes. So, your suggestion is to get a bird that freezes and that comes back to life? Something like that? How are you thinking of comprising a 
Phoenix. As far as a bird is concerned, uh, there is the likely Houtzin from the Amazon. It looks the most like the phoenix everyone knows. The tail is too short and they are rarely seen actually flying. The harpy eagle, on the other hand, is much more aerial. Again, tail is too short, but a peacock tail would be a good addition. Uh, you know what, so now that I'm thinking about the frog idea, I think it might just work. The frog is amphibious, a close relation to reptiles. Go back 160 million years ago to the Jurassic era and fowl was first being formed from reptiles, also known as dinosaurs. If we do the editing just right, we should be able to meld them with very few hiccups. To be fair, the freezing thing isn't exactly a bird rising from the ashes, but it's a start. You're talking of cutting and pasting everything like... It's a possibility. It is, though. I have proven the process over and over. My only drawback is that I have been taking the wrong parts and pasting them to the wrong ends. Here, check this out. I'm trying to do what GMOs do in crops. When a vegetable doesn't grow well in a certain environment, you add the genetic code from an animal that does do well in that environment. Uh, take, for instance, corn. It doesn't do well in a flooded environment, so geneticists added frog DNA to the kernel. And now, we have flood-resistant crops. That makes sense. How many species have you successfully spliced together? Zero. Well, not to the desired result, anyway. Uh, the most I have spliced to an undesired effect has been uh, three. Why, what are you thinking, Taylor? Thank you. I think we need to start off with the birds. Before adding the reincarnation superpower, do you think we could figure out the peacock in the Houtzin? The one from the Amazon. Houtzin. I like your thinking. So instead of just getting the genes from a bird and a frog, we work individually? Sometimes baby steps are the best and most efficient ones. Let's do it. I need to make a couple calls, but we should be in business in the morning. Get yourself some rest. Tomorrow, we cook. Doctor, your package arrived. I must confess, I don't know that it's exactly what you were hoping for, though. Well, bring it in. Yes, sir. I'll take that. And here's a box like you're accustomed. I, I don't need a bird. I, I need a bird's DNA. I just deliver. I don't take requests. New distributor, I presume? Not everyone has DNA of an exotic Amazonian Houtzin within a day's shipping. The bird, on the other hand. Why can't we just use this one's? We can extract a sample and we can have a pet around here. It has beautiful plumage. It is deceased, bereft of life. But, but what are you doing? It's clearly not dead. It's pining for the fjords. You don't watch Monty Python, do you? I don't spend my time on such frivolous things. As you can see, I... Science. That's no fun. So, what are we going to do about the DNA? Sequence the DNA, I guess. Uh, that will be a bit longer, but no better way to learn, I guess. And then what happens to the bird? I wasn't expecting to get a bird. We can keep him here. And I can take care of it. 
Him? No, 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 no. I needed a her. I needed a female. How am I supposed to- I don't know that it's a he. My bad. How do you find out if it's a boy or a girl? Hold it right here. Okay. I'm not feeling... Ah, it's a girl. Excellent. Grabs that packet with the syringe as a blue packet. Do you want me to pull it out? Please. And uh, grabs the alcohol pad. Now, after we get done creating a foul between these two, we can blend these with a harpy. Uh, we'll have half harpy and a quarter whatever this one is, and a quarter whatever the other one is. Are we just putting it in the mixer and hoping the right attributes are going to manifest? <laughs> of course not. I don't make mistakes like a man-mermaid and not learn a thing or two from them. Merman. Yeah. Is no such thing. Don't you ever suggest that again. All right. So, how do we fuse them together, creating the right bird? Are you familiar with uh, CRISPR? Of course. It's the process of editing genes. Right, right. They edit the genes to extract bad hereditary genes, like uh, poor eyesight. Except we'll be using the cryo-electron microscope so that we can add the desired genes, as well as suppressing the ones we don't want. Uh, we just have to know which genes are which. It's a step I constantly get caught with my pants down on. So, how do we learn? Trial and error, kid. Trial and error. Here, hold it up by the legs, which I draw some blood. Yeah. I'll take the bird. I I think I'm ready to see the rest of the experiments. You mean the cooler of failures? I've been wondering when you'd be ready. When was the last time you ate? Breakfast before we came in. And it's two now. Good. Uh, take the pocket again, just in case. Keep breathing. You saw the attempt at the Minotaur. So, have you been testing the mythological creatures and attempting them again after initial failures? <laughs> Eggs, no. There are too many types not to try them all. Wouldn't it make, make more sense to keep working on the same one until it was a viable creature? Why would I do that? I spent months, if not years, on each of these already. My calculations are correct. Yes, but those are now months or years wasted if they don't teach you anything. Look, you have an oversized snake with six heads. What was this supposed to be? Hydra. So what was wrong with this one? Hydra was the nine-headed snake. Do you even know how to count to nine? It's not a failure. I use the strains of 18 double-headed corn snakes and a Norodia. It's a water snake. I also incorporate steroids so it would be larger. So, the number six versus nine makes this attempt a failure. Hmm, if you had nine scoops of ice cream or six, which is more? Don't patronize me. You're the one giving up after a six-headed hydra. Who's heard of a six-headed hydra? Okay. So you're getting a result you don't like, and then you move on to your next project. That seems illogical. Look, kid, it's only illogical if you like failing on the same thing multiple times. A fool tries the same thing multiple times, expecting different results. You're a scientist. 
We, of all people, should know that observing the results from an experiment should teach us what not to do again. You're not doing the same thing again if you're changing your approach. Okay, so you worked with snakes, you're working on a bird, and you created this half-sheep, half-lion? Half-goat, one-third lion, and one-sixth snake. Okay, where's this? Oh, it has scales on its legs. What was it supposed to be? A chimera. Are you not familiar with the Iliad? I try to stay clear of the boring books. So, what's in that room? We'll have to go back later to that room. I would have never believed an incubation time would have been accelerated into only eight days for a bird. I learned how to integrate the fruit fly DNA into all of my creatures, so their natural lives are far shorter. Shorter gestation, shorter lives. We learn how they live in a far shorter time frame. Fruit flies. Fruit flies. We learn evolution of fruit flies far quicker because they reproduce much faster than we do. By the time you're 20, there would have been over 600 generations of fruit flies. This makes the leap in the evolutionary process faster to observe. Long story short, you'll find an average lifespan of the fruit fly with uh, whatever we combine it with, give or take a period of time. Okay, so we add the fruit fly, the harpy eagle, the houtsin, a peacock, and the wood frog. And we have our final result? After we use the gene splicing, that's the general summation of it. Where did you learn all of this from? You went to the University of Buenos Aires with full scholarship. But how did you get the scholarship? Let's just say I'm a byproduct of a Project Paperclip. What's Project Paperclip? It's of no matter, that's what. You've stalled long enough. Can you finish the equation or not? I think if we added the strain from the... Here we go. <laughs> My favorite and first moment. We find out if the species we created was a success. If it is, we have a phoenix. Uh, if not... Let me look first. I can let you know. Okay, I'd sit here with the microscope. It's still in the sack, so it's not fully formed. Can you see if it's a bird? Uh, do the legs seem to be feathery? Uh, it would look like hair in the pouch. So young. Doctor, it looks like we have successfully created a bird. Yes. <laughs> yes. We should only have another couple of days before it hatches, for lack of a better term. And then what do we do with it? We let it live. How will we know it's a phoenix? Toss it in the freezer and watch what happens. Toss it in the freezer and watch what happens. No, for real. I am being for real. Once we monitor it and know it can live, we will introduce it to sub-zero temperatures similar to the wood frog's winter habitat. Step one is complete. Oh, you knew this day would come? This is the most exciting part of the experiment, though. You said that about finding out if your creature was a viable living form. They can't both be your favorite parts. 
Ah, but they can both be my favorite parts. And this is the second moment of truth. We saw that it can live with fervor. Now let's see if it can die with dignity. This is what we've been building up to. It's the phoenix. The phoenix as arises from the ice. Freezing is the most humane way to seize an animal's life. I'm out. I- I'm leaving. I-, I can't be a part of this anymore. Oh, it got too real. Science is messy, kid. It's time you pulled up your big girl pants and stopped being a child. I was an adult since childhood. Dr. Elias is not going to want to see you. You don't walk out on him, much less twice. He's furious with you. How did the experiment go? You don't get to walk out like that and expect to know about the projects. You're out. I get you were dissatisfied with the means, but science doesn't have a clear- Hey, Harrison, uh, make sure we get the package out and to put- Oh, oh, Taylor! I'm about to put the phoenix out of the- uh, 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 freezer. I'm- I'm about to put the phoenix out of the freezer. Doctor? Just make sure you get the package out in the post today, okay, Harrison? Come on, Taylor. This phoenix is no more. It has ceased to be. It has expired and gone to meet its maker. So you have seen it. After you left, I was furious. I remembered that uh, Pining for the Fjords reference you made. I watched it, and it was hilarious. Now, about this bird. Do we just sit here and watch it defrost? Unless you wanted to nook it in the microwave. No! That isn't an option. Is it? No. <laughs> that would kill it, for real. Well, uh, definitively kill it this time. Did you watch Monty Python because you cared about me, Dr. Elias? I wouldn't go that far, Taylor. I can honestly say that uh, I wouldn't have thought it had frog DNA to create the phoenix. I want to show you what's been in the laboratory while we wait. Uh, follow me. I've been working on a project since before you started here. My passion project, so to speak. Are you familiar with the Book of Revelation? <clears throat> and in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them, and the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses, prepared unto battle, and when their heads were as it were crowns, like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women, as the teeth were as the teeth of lions. They had breastplates, as it were breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings were as the sound of chariots, of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name is the Hebrew tongue, is Abaddon. But in the tongue of his name, Apollyon. Dr. Elias. No. Aren't they magnificent?
as Dr. Elias, I'm Angelo Cruz. As Taylor, I'm Morgan Blackwell. As Harrison, I'm Stargate Pioneer. Our theme music was written by Joseph Weatherford and was used with permission. Rems the Violinist played said theme music. Mercury Theater Podcast is 100% listener-supported. If you like this podcast and want bonus content, support us on Patreon for as little as two bucks a month. Speaking of, we'd like to give a special shout-out to our very first honorary Mercurian, Clay Corbin. Because of his support, he will have a character named in his honor in an upcoming episode. Our theme is always played by amateur musicians, and if you'd like your musical talents to be featured on an upcoming episode, email me at john at mercurytheaterpodcast.com for the sheet music or find it on our website. Find us on all the socials at Mercury Theater Podcast and on our website, mercurytheaterpodcast.com. Today we get to announce our Mercury Theater Podcast stainless steel water bottle giveaway winner. So I am reaching into this hat. Pulling out a name. Our name today is Paul Wolf. So, Paul Wolf, congratulations. You know what to do, but just in case, you will also be receiving an email shortly if you haven't already. So check that out, inbox or spam folder. That's our episode. So coming April 12th, our upcoming extra episode features voice talent Bryn Curry. Until then, I'm John Badger. Now what?